Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and we're so glad that you're here. We use our mojo to really become greater leaders. Now, let's get started by listening to something good. If you really want to improve as a leader, I've got a great deal for you. Simply go to mojouniversity.com and sign up for our two-week trial. Take any of my courses. I promise you, you're going to get better. You're going to learn. Go to mojouniversity.com and sign up totally for free and try us out for two weeks. Welcome everyone. This is Steve Caldwell and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. I'm really happy today that we have a very special guest. My special guest is John Hinkle. John is the co-author of Shift, Moving from Where You Are to the Life You Want. John is also the founder of Shift Principles, which is a personal coaching organization that empowers people to pursue their dreams and pursue a future that is going to be successful for them. Uh, can't wait to talk about his experiences and his, uh, and his book with you today. Uh, John, welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Well, thank you, Steve. It's such a pleasure to be on and to talk with you and your audience. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have you here. And before we get started talking about Shift today, uh, why don't you share with our listeners what fun thing that you've been up to lately outside of work? Well, you know, I don't lead that exciting of a life. However, you know, this is the holiday season. So uh, we did have uh, hosted an ugly Christmas sweater party the other night. That was, was a lot of fun and, um, you know, got to laugh at ourselves a little bit. So I guess that's probably the, the thing that I would have to say I'm <laughs> most fun thing I've done the last few days. Well, that's awesome. I always love the, the sweaters and uh, it's always a fun time of year. And we're really appreciative that you're giving us part of your time today to share your wisdom with us. Uh, I, I want to, well, as, as introduction for our listeners, I want to tell you that uh, I think if you are at a point in your life where you really think that maybe you need a shift, you're just bored or whatever it happens to be, uh, you owe it yourself to read uh, John's book, uh, Shift, Moving from Where You Are to the Life You Want. Uh, it, it's inspirational. Uh, it's, it's a really great story, John. I, I think it's a, a great introduction to the concept. And I'd like to start, if you will, by sharing with our listeners uh, what are maybe some things that they could be experiencing right now in their own lives that might uh, say, you know what, you are ready for a shift from where you are. What would that look like? What would that feel like to our listeners? Well, I'll just say thank you for asking that. And I'll just say that, you know, every stage in life and every moment in life we're shifting, right? 
is life is about change. And I know we love status quo and the easy thing to do is just to, to try to keep things, you know, sort of steady and, and calm, but that's just not like the way life is. And so I think there are like four ways that I think people kind of go through change in their lives that we all experience. And just being aware of those four things and knowing that they exist and knowing that you're probably experiencing one or two of them at a time and maybe some in the future and certainly some in the past. But I'll just um, name a couple of them real fast for you. The first one is sort of a societal shift. It's sort of a life, um, a life shift. And that and I describe that as a shift that that we've all gone through. It's sort of those things that are societal that we, we all know that we're going to kind of go through, you know, from uh, school to college, college to career, single to married, married to kids, kids to, you know, empty nesters, all those things that happen to us in life that always, uh, that, that are major shifts in our lives. And the thing about it is that we, we kind of know what to expect with those shifts because we see it around us all the time and we've got perfect examples about how to, you know, hopefully manage those shifts well. So that is one. Most of us probably listening uh, to this podcast uh, experienced those, obviously. The second one I would call self-directed shifts, and those are shifts that we choose to take because there's something in our life that is just not working or we're not happy with. There's something that we feel like we need to change, and we have the power to take it into our hands and do it. So an example of that I might think would be you decide that you're just not in good health and you need to be fitter. So you decide to go to the gym and start working out. That is a new lifestyle shift that you've chosen to take because you're not happy with the status quo where you are now. It's not an easy shift, but it's one that you've determined to take and you've got full control over it. A third one might be a forced shift. A forced shift is a kind of shift that you don't see coming. You don't have control over and uh, but you have to but, but it's going to happen anyway so you have to learn how to move beyond and and create a new life for yourself or a new environment or a new situation for yourself and i would say an example of that might be uh, a death in the family a death of a spouse for example not something that you can control have no control over it but it's going to fundamentally change your life moving forward and you have to understand what that shift is and and how and you have to create a life for yourself uh, after that so there are these shifts in life that happen to us all the time. And so in order to be successful in anything or to move forward or just live a productive and happy life, we have to understand that these shifts are happening and we have to know it when we see it and, you know, and have a plan and figure out how to actually work through those and manage those shifts in our life. Uh, those are all great examples. And, uh, Yet the book uh, really talks about how people are in their job and how frustrated they are within their job and not they, they've lived this life. Uh, I, I love this one term in the book and I picked up on it and I'd like to uh, to talk about it a little bit because then I want to get to some of the principles that you learned. Uh, sure. And okay. that was that the protagonist in the book, uh, had realized after a number of years of working that he had settled uh, for a life less than he could live. And yes. I think that we uh, are suffering uh, in leadership uh, as a whole in our country and in our world because I believe that there's a number of people that are in, quote, leadership positions but they're, they've settled where they are. They don't really have any, any energy, any juice. 
I wondered if, if you might uh, kind of share, do you see something similar yourself? And if so, uh, what does that look like to people and their teams and, uh, and their lives? Yeah, and I, exactly the reason I wrote the book is because I think in my life and in the life of the, the, my colleagues and friends that I know, uh, we're all in that same stage of life where we've, we've lived a little bit and we had, you know, we started out having big dreams about what we wanted to accomplish, as, as we all do when we're younger and, you know, we're just getting out into the world. And then life happens, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're married and you have kids and the kids need braces and then they need college and, you, you know, you've got the job and the responsibilities and you know, you've got a boss and you're trying to take care of that. And so life just kind of gets in the way. And what I think happens to many of us, it certainly happened to me, is we kind of get lulled into what is in, what we're doing today, and we become, and I'll just use the term uh, someday people, we kind of have this idea mm. that someday we're going to, you know, get to where we need to be, or someday we're going to make the change that we have to, and those some days become, you know, uh, further and further out until we find ourselves at a certain age where we have not achieved what we wanted to, and, and the kids are out of the house, and sort of things have calmed down a bit, and you look around and you realize, wow, you know, where, where did all the years go and what did what happened to all those dreams that I had and what happened to the things that I wanted to do? And can I still pursue them? And do I still have the skills to do it? Do I need to learn new skills? There's just so many questions that people have about changes in life and about where they are at any point in time with regards to those changes. And um, it's just a critical book for understanding that in order to succeed, you really have to understand um, and have a plan to move forward in life and to, to take control of the things that, that you can in order to move forward. So true. And I, I think uh, for young people that are listening to, to us talk today, uh, you know, you probably have those dreams and have had them. Uh, that's what got you into a leadership position in the first place. Uh, but, uh, you know, I want to encourage people not to settle. I want them to, to think, uh, you know what, you can live a great life and you can endure those changes in life that that truly can be difficult. Uh, I personally have gone through those. Uh, I listened with interest, uh, John, when you talked about uh, things that are forced on you. For example, uh, myself, uh, I, I lost uh, my wife. My first wife died with cancer after we'd been married 28 years. A very tough time in my life, so I was forced to accept the thing uh, that there would be a different uh, a, a different future. Uh, however, uh, my listeners also know that uh, I talk often about the great life that I have with my wife Cindy, who uh, I am convinced God sent to me because uh, He knew I needed to shift. And holy smokes, what a great life I live because of her and her love. But I, I could have just sat and felt sorry for myself. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They, they settle for a life less than they have to live. And it, it, it's this idea of settling. Uh, have you seen those really funny commercials where they, they introduced uh, the settler and uh, they were settling uh, yes. for yes. A, a, a life less? <laughs> yes. I freaking love those commercials. Uh, it's so awesome. <laughs> 
And uh, Cindy yeah. and I uh, live in Arizona. We spend most of our time in Arizona. We travel a lot back and forth to other cities. But there actually is a, a street not far from where we live that's called Settler Way. And I'm like, holy smokes, you know, th this, this could be a great commercial. I, I'm a settler on Settler Way. And I, I just want to, I, I just think that we all have to understand that there are things that we can do. It's just that people don't feel like they have options sometimes. When you went through this shift, what, what was the aha moment to you that said, you know what, I do have options and I can live the second part of my life with purpose? Well, let me share a couple of with you. And the first aha moment, and, and I, I call it an aha moment, but it was really probably more of a duh moment in, in that it's something that I should have really known. But, you know, when you experience something for the first time, you don't anticipate or you don't really think it's going to happen until it happens. And then you obviously learn how to, you know, moving forward, you know, watch out for those things. But I think the first moment came when I realized after putting many, many years into a company um, that that was a, that was not a security. I thought I had security, but it was not a secure place. And I know, you know, you read about people getting laid off and, you know, businesses being, um, you know, downsized and things like that. But until it happens to you, you just don't think it's going to happen to you, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the first one was when that happened to me. And I realized at that very moment in my sort of naive, <laughs> optimistic uh, mind, that you know what nobody is watching out for me except me and uh, i think that was the catalyst for me and i think for many years i played the corporate game and, and i call it a corporate spin cycle you're kind of in that corporate world and you're doing all the things you're twirling around as fast as you can to, to you know to make everything work for somebody else and then you get spit out at some point and you're dizzy and disoriented and you figure out pretty quickly that you don't even know where to take the first step, which direction to go. And so I think that was sort of the first, first moment for me is when I, when it happened to me and I realized, you know what, this is not, this is, this is no longer a game. You know, this, I'm not playing grown up now. I am a grown up and this has got to be something I've got to take control of. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm now a grown up and uh, I've got to take control. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And you have to, you have to be knocked down in order sometimes to see that. And uh, that's certainly what happened to me. Well, it's a great. And that's uh, really what happened. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, that's go really right what ahead. To the, the, that's really what happened to the character in the book. You know, he was kind of playing the corporate game and doing the things that he thought he had to do and needed to do, but never really until the moment in the book where he had to could take charge of his own life. And and when he did, and he had a mentor there to help him see things for what they really were and to challenge him to be who he could be was the moment that he allowed himself and could see himself and, and could move forward. Well, uh, John, there's no, no question uh, in the book that you did a beautiful job of, of showing that. As a matter of fact, I think that uh, it is, uh, it's the first principle uh, in shift uh, that, that really that you've prioritized. And uh, for, for me, I think it's one that people just plain and simply don't do often enough. And if you could, I'd like for you to talk about that first principle of shifting, uh, because I, I just know how important it is. And I'd like for us to spend a little time talking about that. Well, let me walk through the shift principle. Shift is an acronym, so it's easy uh, to read the book and then re easy to, to remember this acronym, I hope. 
but SHIFT stands, is an acronym, it stands, the S stands for seeking advice. And I think, you know, we like to think that we're self-made men and women and that we uh, can do it all, or at least we're told that that's what we should be. But in the reality, we are not created to be alone. We're not created to work in silos. We're really created to work as a community. And, you know, everybody in life who succeeds in what they're doing has a team around them, an inner circle, a, a group of people who are, can help move them along and help hold them up. And, you know, examples of this would be, you know, King Arthur had his court. You know, the president mm-hmm. has his cabinet. Good Lord, even Jesus had his disciples. You know, it takes mm-hmm. people around you to help you achieve what you need to achieve. And so the first in the shift principles that we teach and, and really show people is how to find that those people around you that you need to help you succeed in what you're trying to succeed with. And you need to have the right people in your team. You need to have people that fill in the gaps that you don't have, have the experiences that you need, um, have the wisdom that you need to acquire. So it's sort of that idea of making sure that you've got that group of people around you. And I think that's what's great about having, you know, a leadership team and a team that uh, understands, you know, these shift principles and understands how they can help mentor their the, the members of their team and be the, be the people for them. Because the whole team benefits, you know, when, when the leader benefits. So that's the S. The, the H stands for honor your past. And the idea around honoring your past is, um, you know, we all have a past, and, and you and I have probably, at our age, and many of your listeners have traveled a long way in their careers and their lives, are probably carrying a lot of baggage, right? And we're accumulating baggage as we go along. And the idea of honoring your past is really going back and looking at the baggage you're carrying, opening it up, and the baggage just represents, you know, your, your successes, but it also can represent some of your setbacks and your challenges, maybe failures even. But it's great to go, and it's important to go back and open those bags and kind of sift through them, examine them, and determine, okay, what is it that I've learned, or what do I have in my bags that I need to keep to carry forward, and what is in my bag that's really weighing me down and that is um, keeping me from moving forward? And doing that assessment of your life and your career and um, so we teach that in, in, in our course, teach people how to do that, how to go back. And I th- I'll just say one thing about the failures that we go back and we talk about a lot, because people remember their failures much more than they remember their successes. Yep. And I think the important thing about a failure is if you crack open a failure, you know, if it were an egg or, a, or something and you cracked it open, you wouldn't see 100% failure. What you would see are little nuggets of success that were embedded into what may not have worked out for you. So it's important to kind of go back and look at all of those uh, setbacks and really examine them and see that, you know what, things, if this would have just been just a little bit differently this way or that way, it would have actually been a success. And understand what those things are, and it makes the, the failures much more valuable to you because you can use those to move forward. Oh, I have I a totally son who's, uh, who's... Go ahead. Yeah, I have a son who's a fifth... I have a son who's a physicist, and, you know, he will tell me that he will do all of these experiments, and at the end of the day, the experiment may not have worked out, but the theory doesn't mean the theory's not right, and he has to go back and examine all the processes, you know, that went through to try to, to understand or prove this theory to see where things might have gone awry. And it's the same thing we need to do in our lives. We just don't do it very well. No, we don't do it very well, John. And uh, I, I would even add on your egg analogy that 
Okay, yeah, it might there might have been that failure. You got some broken eggs, but uh, you know what? If you put a little heat to that egg, you may have something that you really <laughs> like to taste. So put it under fire, well, examine it, and move forward. Well, that's right. And what I what I really like to say is that we we need to harness our past in order to understand how to to move forward. We can't go backwards. We can't undo what's been done, but we can use it to move forward in a positive way. So, Absolutely. So that was the. That was the H. The I stands for investigate options. And I think it's really interesting that, you know, if I were to get on a on a the freeway, highway to go from Dallas to Austin, Texas, it would be on I-35. And I-35 has been under construction since, I, I don't know, 30 years, it seems like. And, 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 and I would always get stopped. There's going to be a traffic or some sort of construction that will stop me dead on that freeway going down to Austin. But it never in my life would it occur to me when I got stopped to turn around and go back and say, oh, well, I guess I don't, I'm not going to Austin anymore. But we do that in our lives all the time with our careers. We'll start out, we think there's one way to get there, we get stuck, and then we get stuck, and we turn around and give up a lot of times. And so investigating your options is really about looking at and exploring the various routes to get to where you're trying to go. And if you're, you know, owner of a company, looking at various routes to get to the to where you want your company to go or your team to go, and there's always more than one route to get there. The, mm-hmm. We always try to take the easiest and straightest, but that actually may not even be the best route to get there. We we lose a lot of experiences when we're going on that straight highway rather than, you know, taking uh, route B or C. So, what we do with our members and what um, this book tried to teach as well through through uh, uh, through the, the source sage in this book was to really look at all the options that you have and, and take those side roads and see what you can learn from going sideways uh, rather than just straightforward. So that is that. The F stands for focus on purpose. And, you know, there's a lot been said, a lot been written about purpose. And uh, probably, you know, there could be more to be said about that. But the only thing that I would say about purpose and what we really try to talk about is that purpose is, is absolutely the critical thing that you need to have in order to succeed in life. So I will go back to your example of, of your wife passing away. And if you had lost your purpose in life after that, then you would not have been able to move forward. But you had to really dig down and determine for yourself and people who are listening to this and, and, and me included, we have to dig down and figure out for ourselves what is our purpose. And then no matter what happens on that route, if we have to go to route B or C or D or we have to back up, that purpose always gives us sort of that north star that we can find our way back toward. And so I think that is an extremely important part of people being able to maximize the shifts, the transitions in their lives, is to have that sort of north star purpose. And the other thing I want to say about that is that uh, I think it's great to have a purpose. I think it's great to have a why but I think you also need to have a who there's got to be somebody besides yourself that your purpose involves that you're doing it for. And, uh, you know, if you're a person of faith that that could be, you know, God, or if, if it could be your family, it could be your community or your country, you know, George uh, Bush just passed away this, this week. And I think he certainly had his purpose that was in, you know, uh, really deep in uh, serving his country and serving others. So, I think that is an extremely important part. Absolutely. And then the last one, T, is take ownership. 
you know, and all these shift principles are kind of work together. So, you know, if you're doing one, you really kind of have to do them all. And I think the last one is the most important because you can have a people around you that are, that you're getting advice from. You can honor your past. You can investigate your options. You can have a purpose, but if you're not taking ownership, it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not doing the hard work, it really doesn't matter. The rest of it doesn't. And so I think this is where, you know, you have to own the process. You have to own the decisions. You have to own the outcome. You can't blame others. You can't, uh, you can't do anything but take ownership and, and move forward. And, and nobody in life can be successful unless ultimately they assume the ownership of the decisions and the, and the place that they want to go in life. Yeah, I would even say, John, well, that, that, that you're doing that whether you realize it or not, because uh, the plain, simple fact, there's only one person living your life, and that's you. Yep. Uh, you live yep. your life. You have to accept responsibility for it, and you either own it or you're giving that right to somebody else. It's that simple. Absolutely. And and we see that all the time. And I think people in careers do this all the time. They kind of give up, give up ownership of their lives and their careers and where they want to be a lot of times out of fear, it's out of money, out of security, but ultimately there is no security outside of uh, with any of that stuff, unless you, you kind of own it yourself. Absolutely. Couldn't, so. couldn't say that any better. I love that. Uh, John, the, the principles of shift and the story, I, the thing I love about the story is that it's going to stick with people. Uh, because they can think about their own life and how uh, the protagonist in the story of the book actually helps you kind of remember those those key junctures in your life. And I know there are probably people that are, are listening today that are struggling in one way or another, and they really want to know more about the great work that you do. Why don't you share how people can connect with you so that they could learn more about how they can get help going through this transition? Well, thank you very much, and I would love to help anybody out there who's listening to this and just really wants to even just give me a call and, and just tell me what's going on in their lives and see if I can give a hand. And you can reach me personally by uh, email at john at, that's J-O-H-N, john at shiftprinciples.com. But I also have a LinkedIn page that you can find. It's a Shift Principles at LinkedIn and a Facebook page where you can find me at John W. Hinkle um, on Facebook. Uh, but for your audience, I've also put together a landing page. So if anybody would like to reach out and uh, you can go to shiftprinciples.com forward slash mojo. Awesome. And and I, on that landing page, there's three things I can offer you. One is that uh, I can give you a download of it's a, a, an infograph of the shift principles. So it's one thing to hear them over the phone. Another thing maybe to have them printed out and on your bathroom mirror in the morning is a great idea. Um, the second thing is that if anybody would like a copy of the book, I will give you the book for free if you'll pay for shipping and, and handling, and you can order that. You can order it on Amazon, but you can also order it, order it at shiftprinciples.com um, and get it for uh, shipping and handling. And then the third, again, if anybody wants to reach out to me, you can schedule some time on my calendar by going to shiftprinciples.com forward slash mojo. And uh, I can love to talk with you and just kind of figure out what's going on in your life and see if maybe, you know, the shift principles are something that can help you in your journey moving forward. John, what an awesome benefit for our audience. And uh, listeners, I hope that you'll take advantage of that. 
uh, we're going to make sure to include a link directly in this post if you're exercising. Uh, take advantage of John's offer. Uh, go to shiftprinciples.com forward slash mojo. Uh, you got to have a copy of the book uh, just because I promise you it's a real blessing just to read it. You'll love it. Now, John, as we come to uh, the end of our conversation today, I'd like to conclude every broadcast by having uh, our listeners take a couple of action items. And I would wonder, what would be your first one or two action items that you recommend that our listeners to take based upon our conversation today? Sure. Well, here's one. I'll, I'll give you two. Maybe I'll do this pretty quickly. The first one is, you know, a lot of times taking that first step uh, in, in terms of the shift principles, the I standing for investigating your options, sometimes taking that first step is, well, one thing, it's very scary if, you, if you're trying to get to the location, but sometimes you don't even, may not even know what that first step is. And a lot of people get hung up with what I need to do first. So here's a trick for you or a tip maybe. Think about and really visualize and write down in full description what you're trying to achieve and then map it backward. So say, that what is the last thing that I have to accomplish in order to achieve my goal? And then what's the thing that I have to accomplish before that and before that and before that? And what happens then is you have mapped back to the beginning of the very first thing that you need to do to move forward in the direction you're wanting to go. And in your mind, because you've already envisioned the end and figured out going backwards what it's going to take to get there, it won't see so, seem so daunting and it'll seem like something you might have already accomplished in your mind. So that's one. And the second is, you know, we have, we're taught a lot to have mission statements, you know, and I think mission statements are great, but they're a little bit too sedate for, for me. I would say instead, and this is in the book, and our character did this in the book, create a manifesto for yourself. A manifesto is a much more dynamic, much more in-your-face kind of document, a declarative document, an active document that says, I will do this. I will behave this way. I will accomplish X, Y, or Z. For a framework, it's more like a call to battle, a call to action, rather than um, a mission statement, which tends to be you know, somewhat sedate and, and uh, nice. Yeah. So those would be two things. Uh, John, those are awesome uh, action items, and I highly recommend that we all do that. It's just been uh, really, really great to, to talk to you, John. To, uh, I thank you so much for your wisdom today. It's been awesome. Well, thank you, Steve. And I am so pleased to be able to talk with you and to be able to share with your audience. And, and I've listened to your podcast, and you're, you're, you've got great subjects, and you're such a great interview. That's just been a pleasure. Well, it's, it's been totally our pleasure. My guest today has been Mr. John Hinkle. He's the co-author of Shift, Moving from Where You Are to the Life You Want. John, you have helped us all move forward in our life today. We've shifted our attitude, and I think that we're well on our way to success. Thank you again for blessing us today, and we wish you continued success from all of us here at Manager Mojo. Blessings to you, Steve.